In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear friends in Christ, it is kind of an interesting church celebration this evening, is it not? The circumcision and naming of Jesus? Why in the world would we come to church to celebrate this event? Perhaps even as we think about the circumcision of Jesus, we cringe just a little bit. And yet it is important for us in the life of Christ. For you see, recorded in our one verse long gospel lesson, two very important things happen. Jesus gets a name, and Jesus sheds blood. The first part is Jesus getting a name. Perhaps that's the easy part. Names in the Bible are always important because names in the Bible usually mean something. They usually tell us exactly what that person is there to do. For example, the name Moses means drawn out. It means that because first off, Moses as a baby was drawn out of the river by Pharaoh's daughter. It also means drawn out because Moses led the people of Israel. He drew them out of Egypt and out of slavery and led them to the promised land. Abraham, he has a name that means something too. His name means father of many nations, as he is in fact not just the father of the people of Israel, but also of other peoples in the ancient world, and even of you and I through the waters of holy baptism. What about Nehemiah? That one's a little bit more obscure, right? But Nehemiah's name means the Lord comforts his people. Isn't that a fitting name for a man who leads a group of people back from exile and begins to rebuild their homeland? It's not just in the Old Testament that names mean things. It happens in the New Testament as well. Peter means rock. And the confessing Peter is the rock on which we found our faith. Not the man, but the words that he says. And last week we heard about Anna the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. And if you translate all of those names, Anna is Grace, who is the daughter of the one who's in the presence of God, of the tribe of happiness. Names in the Bible mean things in almost every case. And in our one verse long gospel lesson, Jesus is given his name. It happens on January 1st that we celebrate this because Hebrew babies were given their name on the eighth day of their life. And yesterday was the eighth day after Christmas. Christmas. 
The number eight signifies eternity. The number eight signifies recreation. Jesus was given his name not from his mother or his father, but from God. Through the angel Gabriel, another name that means God is my strength, Gabriel told both Mary and Joseph that they should name this child Jesus. In Matthew's Gospel, Gabriel is very clear in speaking with Joseph. You shall call his name Jesus because the name Jesus means the Lord will save his people from their sins. That's what Jesus means. The Lord saves. The name of Jesus tells us exactly who he is, why he's come, and what he's going to do. Jesus is how the Lord will save you. That's why the name of Jesus is so important. Because his name contains good news for you and for me. Jesus' name tells us how we come into the presence of a holy God. Jesus' name teaches us how we will enter heaven. God will save us in and through Jesus. And that's good for sinners like us. Sinners like us who, Paul says, before faith came to us, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned in fact, imprisoned in sin, imprisoned with death, imprisoned under the power of Satan and even our own sinful flesh. We were imprisoned and given names that were contrary to God's holy word. Perhaps you've been called one of these names. Perhaps you've called someone else one of these names. Either way, the truth is that all of these names apply to each one of us in some way, shape, or manner. Names like liar, thief, adulterer, gossip, murderer, Apostate, envious, covetous one, idolater, immoral person, vicious one, drunk, pervert. Those are names describe sinners. 
I know it's easier for us to apply those names to someone else, to point the finger elsewhere, but the reality is all of us are the same. All of us are guilty. All of us. That's why we need Jesus. That's why it's so important that the Lord saves, because on our own we are unable. That's why we need Jesus to erase that sin, to change those names. To give us a new name, a name of righteousness, of blessedness, of holiness, and peace. He does that by taking away our sin. In Jesus, the Lord saves us. And the only way that name change can happen is if blood is shed. Indeed, The law says that almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sins. And that brings us to the second part of what happens to Jesus today. He circumcised. Circumcision does two things. First off, it marks Jesus as the fulfillment given to Eve in the Garden of Eden when they fell into sin. That through bearing children, sin would be forgiven. It marks Jesus as the fulfillment of that very same promise when it was re-promised to Abraham that through him all nations would be blessed. Jesus fulfills those two promises of God in his circumcision. And, most importantly, circumcision begins the shedding of blood from the holy, spotless, perfect Son of God. Is the tiny flint knife, much like the one pictured on the front of your bulletin, cut his body, marking him as the seed of Abraham, blood was spilled. It was only a little blood for sure, But that blood, those few drops, signify the beginning of God's work of salvation in and through Jesus. That shedding of blood begins the Lord's process of saving you. As that blood is shed, Joseph declared to all who were there present that this child would be named Jesus. This child would be called the Lord saves. And that's exactly what he would do. 
Scripture is very clear on this matter. The Bible teaches that there is life in blood. Leviticus says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you for the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. The Bible teaches, as we heard earlier from Hebrews, that without the shedding of blood there can be no forgiveness. The Bible teaches back in the days of Moses, that when God sees blood upon you, death will pass over. Jesus sheds blood on this day. And when the Son of God sheds blood, it is no small thing, even if it's only the few drops from circumcision. Those drops of blood poured from the body of our Lord are not the last that He will shed. When He, having preached and taught faithfully to all who would listen, He was arrested by those named idolater and envious. He was abandoned by those he called his friends and disciples. He was falsely accused by liars, beaten and crucified by murderers, all the while being mocked and verbally abused by gossips. people who shared our name killed the one whose name means the Lord saves. And blood ran from Jesus that day. And when it had poured out Christ shouted out with his very last breath, It is finished. And so it was for your sin. Finished. Christ's blood completely covered it over. Christ's blood brought to an end what was begun at his circumcision. He had lived a perfect holy life in your place. He died for the sin you had committed. Jesus fulfilled his name as he hung naked, bleeding, and dying on the cross. In that act... The Lord saved you. It was finished. Finished for your sin, but not for Jesus. 
Death cannot defeat Jesus. Jesus rose. And when he arose from the dead, he used a new name for his disciples. Even though they had run off, Jesus called them brothers. Yes, brothers, not abandoners, not unfaithful, but brothers. A new name. And he did not speak words of accusation, but instead he said, Peace be with you. Peace earned by the shedding of my blood. And having received a new name and God's peace, those disciples confessed the truth. My God and my Lord, the one who saved me. Dear Christians, the resurrected Christ has given you a new name as well. In the waters of holy baptism, God has put his name upon you. The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the name of the one who conquered death in your place. Who saves you from all sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. God marks you as his own possession, his own precious child, the one that he loves. And he declares that your blood need not be shed. For Christ's was shed for you. Baptism proclaims that you are no longer known as sinner, but instead as saint, as holy, righteous, innocent, blessed, forgiven, child of God. In baptism, God gives you a new name by covering you with the blood of Jesus. And what's more, in that grace and in that forgiveness and in our common confession that Jesus is our Lord and Savior, we're free to drink the blood of Jesus Christ from this altar. The life is in the blood, the eternal life, the life that has no end. You are free to use that blood and your new name to hold God to his promises to receive his continued gifts and blessings and care. The blood of Jesus, the Savior of the Lord, covers you and speaks a better word than your sin. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word than you could even say about yourself. Perhaps my favorite phrase that explains this is from the hymn, Thy Strong Word. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous. It is the truth. 
Dear friends in Christ, today we remember the circumcision and the naming of Jesus. In other words, we remember how the Lord saves us by the shedding of blood. The blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.